Good morning. I'm Jaka. The usual disclaimer is that I'm just a regular person. I'm not a theologian or any kind of subject matter expert. And we're reading together, as usual, the Daily Office Morning Prayer Rate 2 from the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer. Today is Monday, the 10th of December. Our readings for today are Psalm 25. Isaiah 5, 8 through 12, and 18 through 23, 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 11, and Luke 21, 20 through 28. We begin on page 75 of the Book of Common Prayer. In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. We continue. <laughs> Pardon me. We continue on page 79 with the confession of sin. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father to set forth his praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship him. Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Our King and Savior now draws near. Come, let us adore him. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, 
and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Our King and Savior now draws near. Come, let us adore him. Psalm 25 To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exalt over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love. For they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me. For your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his decrees. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who are they that fear the Lord? He will teach them the way that they should choose. They will abide in prosperity, and their children shall possess the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear them, and he makes his covenant known to them. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and bring me out of my distress. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Consider how many are my foes and with what violent hatred they hate me. O oh, guard my life and deliver me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all its troubles. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Isaiah chapter 5 verses 8 through 12 and 18 through 23. Ah, you who join house to house, who add field to field, until there is room for no one but you, and you are left to live alone in the midst of the land. The Lord of hosts has sworn in my hearing, has sworn in my hearing, surely many houses shall be desolate large and beautiful houses without inhabitant. For 10 acres of vineyard shall yield but one bath, and a homer of seed shall yield, shall yield a mere ephah. Ah, you who rise early in the morning in pursuit of strong drink, who linger in the evening to be inflamed by wine, whose feast con consists of lyre and harp, tambourine and flute and wine, 
but do not who do not regard the deeds of the Lord or see the work of his hands. Therefore, my people go into exile without knowledge. Their nobles are dying of hunger, and their multitude is parched with thirst. Ah, you who drag iniquity along with cords of falsehood, who drag sin, sin along as with cart ropes, who say, let him make haste, let him speed his work that we may see it. Let the plan of the Holy One of Israel hasten to fulfillment, that we may know it. Ah, you who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Ah, you who are wise in your own eyes and shrewd in your own sight. Ah, you who are heroes in drinking wine and valiant at mixing drink, who acquit the guilty for a bribe and deprive the innocent of their rights. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticle 9 on page 86. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense, and he will be my savior. Therefore you shall draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation. And on that day you shall say, Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that his name is exalted. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things, and this is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion, ring out your joy, for the Great One in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them, as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. So then, let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, as indeed you are doing. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticle 19 on page 94. O ruler of the universe, Lord God, great deeds are they that you have done, surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, 
O King of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, Lord, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the Holy One. All nations will draw near and fall down before you, because your just and holy works have been revealed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 21, verses 20 through 28. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation has come near. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains, and those inside the city must, must leave it, and those that are out in the country must not enter it. For these are days of vengeance, as a fulfillment of all that is written. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing infants in these days, in those days. For there will be great distress on the earth and wrath against this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be taken away as captives among all nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us stand and say together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom the power, 
and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We'll use suffragist set A, beginning just a little bit lower on the bottom of the page. We're on 97. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity, and in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So now is our time for personal reflection and prayer. And as usual, I have a few things to say about our readings. Um, Psalm 25 is one of my favorites of this season. And I actually don't mean this season of Advent. I mean this season um, that I'm in in my life right now. So I will go ahead and provide a little personal context. Um, one of my very best friends and I embarked a couple days ago on a study in spiritual discernment. We are using a workbook. It's a 10-week journey. It's written by William M. Watson, who is a Jesuit. He is affiliated with Sacred Story and Sacred Story Press. And the book is called Understanding the Spiritual World. And um, my friend and I are both under major spiritual attack. And I didn't see it until she reminded me. She's like, duh, Jacob. Well, no, she's much kinder than that. But that's the way I hear it. <laughs> duh, Jacob. We just embarked on the, on the 8th is when we started it together. Um, this spiritual discernment study. We're doing something really good for the Lord. We're furthering our spiritual knowledge. So, of course, the enemy is going to attack and man, he just like swooped right in. I had something really, um, an answered prayer, like at the beginning of an answer to a prayer. And he just tried to like, the enemy that is, like snatch that right away from me. So 
I'm praying, and if you're willing, join with me in prayer for God's will and God's will alone to be done in my life and in the lives of my friends and family, and for restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen and is trying to steal, and redemption for that which he is trying to twist and pervert. Lord Jesus, hear my prayer. Amen. So Psalm 25 really speaks to me right now because it talks a lot about teaching. Repeatedly, David praised God, teach me, lead me, teach me. And then he also speaks about, in verse 3, let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. And I know this is me like hanging on a word, but it gives me hope. I have never, um, well, I should not say that. <laughs> I, um, I feel that although many of us sin, it is rarely wanton. Um, it, is, it is usually that we have been fooled or deceived, and so we act out of that foolishness or deception. Even more commonly, we act out of fear. Um, my son is struggling right now with learning how to intentionally respond instead of react. And I mean that in the way of like knee-jerk reactions. And um, so he has put it together with, with my help. I, he would give me credit. Um, so I guess I better give myself credit, even though I might not usually. He has put together that um, anger comes very, very often, if not all the time, from fear. So when we're afraid of something, we react with anger. If we don't, if we can't take a moment and still our spirits and ask God for help. And I even found a Yoda quote for him about um, fear. Fear is the beginning of going. I don't have it exactly at the moment, but it's something like fear is the beginning of going over to the dark side. Fear begets anger, and anger begets hate, and hate begets misery or something like that but I think you get the point so learning to address the root cause of to use the verse our treacherousness is is a big thing for all of us and so I find hope in the fact that we are rarely wantonly treacherous and even when we are God still wants to teach us to lead us and to teach us and he as David says in his psalm does not remember our sins he remembers us according to his own steadfast love so it is through the loving vision of God that the vision of ourselves, the image of ourselves, the memory of ourselves is reflected in his eyes. And that gives me great hope. And it helps me to love myself a little bit more and be a little bit more compassionate with myself. And I'm not even going to be ashamed of that, even though it sounds squishy. So Verse 10, all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. And I pray that for all of us, that we follow the Lord's path, 
that God guides us and that we know that we're on the right path because we find in and on that journey steadfast love and faithfulness. And so I am going to mark this as a way for me to discern when I'm on the path of the Lord and not on some enemy path that's faking it and has been mislabeled like in the old school cartoons where they swing the sign around so you go down the wrong ski ramp or whatever. I totally think the enemy does that to us. But we'll be able to tell that it's God's path because God's path, all of God's paths are steadfast love and faithfulness. So Lord, help us to be on the right path and to recognize it as the right path. And help us, as it says in verse 13, to pass that on so that our children shall possess this land. that They shall have their feet firmly on the path of God. All this I pray in your holy name, Lord Jesus. Moving on to our reading from Isaiah. This was striking to me in my poet brain because of the rich imagery here. Verse 18 you who drag iniquity along with cords of falsehood, who drag sin along as with cart ropes. We totally do that. Can't you see us like bent, spiritually bent and hunched over and not even seeing what's in front of us because our eyes are just fixed below us as we haul along these burdens of sin and guilt and shame and iniquity with these ropes. And I'm picturing the ropes like all frayed and they're rough and they're hurting our hands as we drag them along. So I pray for us that we let the ropes go, that we give the cart of iniquity and falsehood up to God and let him handle it. And we travel lightly on the path of the Lord. Let us not be those who are mentioned in verse 21, who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in our own sight. Let us be humble and see ourselves as God sees us. That's particularly tough for me because I, it's a tough balance for me, right? Especially as a woman in a man's world, in a very, very male dominated workplace and culture. I have to, for an assert, to a certain extent, advocate for myself. And I don't believe that that's wrong or against God's will. But balancing that with humility, with the willingness to listen to and work with others, that is a thing. That is a balance. I don't want to be wise in my own sight. I want to get out of my own way, get out of God's way, actually, enough for him to bestow his wisdom upon me. Whatever comes from me, whatever I can gain for myself, pales in comparison with what the Lord has to give. So let me be humble enough to be, well, let me be humble and let me be open to God's wisdom. And to discern what what is God's wisdom. And follow his way. Amen. All right, Thessalonians. This is a very uh, 
Advent reading, and it goes along with, I think, what, what my theme for Advent is this year. I don't know what yours is, but mine is preparation. You know, this, um, this study that I was talking about, I was going to save this for Lent, but my friend, you know, prayerfully received this start date for us that was sooner, and I didn't have a lot either direction, and so I just prayerfully started and said, God, cover your grace, cover it with your grace. If it's not the right time, then we know that your timelessness makes all things right, and I didn't have a strong word against it, so I went forward with it. But it's ending up kind of lining up with the whole preparation theme here. And this reading is definitely about preparation and being prepared for the Lord. And I'm seeing this through my lens of this Advent season, right? Of preparation and of humility and of trust in God. And um, I'm choosing to see this not as a threat, but as... um, I wouldn't say a warning in the way that like something bad is going to happen to you if you don't prep for God. It's more like, hey, don't miss out. Be ready. And so that's another prayer of mine for all of us this season. Let us be ready for Christ, both his coming, his second coming, his coming into our hearts, his awakening, his connection to us within our spirits and souls. Let us allow God to make us ready. Amen. This is a little bit of a different uh, way of going through the readings. Please forgive me. I'm also a little bit punchy. I've been working a lot lately, and we had Christmas parties yesterday. And I admittedly, and God forgive me, um, imbibed a little too much alcohol yesterday. And I know that he forgives that sin, and I have confessed it. But I I also know it makes my mind not quite as sharp it is because I'm tired and quite frankly, I'm a little bit hungover. Please forgive me and God forgive me as well. But I think that we've, we've got some, I think that God will still show up and work even when I've screwed up and put myself in a place to not be at my best. So Lord, in your mercy, step in and help me even when I'm undeserving. Amen. So our gospel reading is a little bit of a tricky one, especially when we take it out of context. Which we're kind of doing when we when we read something here. And this time stuff, this is tough to me as well. So listen, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I get from this. Suffering comes before, often suffering comes before redemption. All things are in God's time and his time is not our time. True, but true. If we have eyes to see them, there are signs all around us. This bit about the powers of the heavens will be shaken. In my 
commentary, it says the celestial bodies. So we're not talking heavens like God in heaven. We're talking heavens like cosmos, planets, solar system kind of heavens. And, and I think there's something there, but I don't quite know what it is. Um, my first instinct is to relate it to global warming and climate change because there's a loose relation there with what the ancients would have thought of as the heavens and our world but I might be going too far into it it might just yeah God just help us with that one reveal the meaning of this verse to us it seems important but I feel like I'm missing it and then we close there with a beautiful beautiful verse. Stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. What a beautiful kind of sum up to all this about preparation, right? We're, we're preparing, have hope, stand up, raise our heads, be ready for Christ's coming, be joyfully expectant. This is joyful expectation in this preparation Advent season. And we prepare ourselves not out of fear, but out of love and desire to be ready to be with our God. Amen. So that's what I've got to say about the readings. Thanks for indulging me. I know that was a little bit longer than usual. Now is the time when we usually pause and say personal prayers but I'm trying something a little bit new. I'm going to say my personal prayers on the recording, but instead of praying them in a very personally specific way, I'm going to try to expand them. So I'm, I'm turning my, my prayer needs, hopefully, into universal prayers. So, Lord, I pray for salvation, whether it is salvation from a temptation, a trap, a time of trial, a regression, or the ultimate salvation, which is salvation from separation from God. I pray for this for us, that we be saved from whatever we need to be saved from. You know our needs even better than we know them ourselves, Lord. You know which trials to let stand because they are going to reap blessing that makes them more than worth it. And you know which trials to just pluck us from, Lord. Whatever it is, thy will be done. Bless us and save us. Give us the ultimate salvation of entering into relationship, a relationship with you, God, that draws ever, ever nearer. I pray that we become so near to you, God, that we are, cannot be fooled, that we are wise with your wisdom, that we have your knowledge and discernment that you bestow upon us, your authority and power that can shake the heavens and move mountains and perform miracles, Lord. All this I pray for us. In the name of your child, Jesus Christ, amen. I pray, Lord, for freedom from strongholds, from those things that you created in us to be beautiful and the enemy has twisted and used or tried to use for evil. I pray that you break us loose and redeem our gifts, God. I pray 
for a spirit of integrity, excellence, and gratitude in all of us and in the work that we do. And Lord, with the authority of your child, Jesus Christ, that he granted to me and to us, I cast out in the name of Jesus all spirits of desolation, laziness, fear, and ineptitude. In the holy name of your son, Jesus Christ, I wash us clean inside and out and invite into those now empty spaces instead the spirits of integrity, excellence, and gratitude. Rescue us from ourselves, O God, and replenish us with your Holy Spirit. Amen. I ask for you, Lord, to redeem all our broken relationships, even our relationships with you, God, and ourselves. Purify us, purify those relationships, purify those interactions, and restore them to what you intended them to be. Just snatch them from the snare of the enemy. Crush any evil plan that he has for our relationships and for us, Lord, and redeem those bonds. Snap any bonds that are not holy and form the connections between those people, places, and things in yourselves that will further you and further our relationship to you, O God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let us close with the general thanksgiving found on page 101. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you, and you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.